It's been a wonderful apocalypse. So here's the thing. Um, this one I envisioned being a shorter kind of episode. Um, just asking a bunch of questions, and I feel like I need to do this because it's it's you know very jarring. It's it's disconcerting. And now I've I've definitely had better days, better weeks, better months. But the reason I'm asking this is, and I won't go into great depth with regard to, to me, but if I'm in this confused state, then I have to make the assumption that many others are as well. And it is namely this. We've been hearing all these commercials for months. I've been locked down for 15. These news reports are, you know, they terrorize whatever. Uh, the politics were a nightmare. The disease is a nightmare. You know, a a cold that can kill you. I mean, and, and the the disinformation on both sides about the virus, combined with the fact that people really genuinely did not know about the virus. They didn't know either its properties or its re original reservoir, unless the thing was made in a lab, which... <laughs> um, but after that, for 15 months, of course, my pandemic ended when I got my second shot of uh, Moderna. So I, I'm no anti-vaxxer, believe me, but I'm also highly critical of how they've been treated and, and how the media has done it's done so much more harm than good the media has done a lot of damage anyway that's my opinion but again my question isn't going after media why don't we go after the media my question is simply this and I think it's I think it's a fair question I really do of course I could be wrong okay what the fuck happened that is literally what I want the name of this short 30 minutes, you know, if I'm even up to doing this, I don't know. Um, haven't done it in too long, I suppose. But it's, it's an important question. What the hell just happened? It's important. Now, for those of us who took the vaccine, it, it seems like a self-evident conclusion, and it seems like the, the, the answer is very simple. What happened? I got my shot. I'm, I, I can go now. I'm not going to be at risk anymore or risk anybody else. I've got the vaccine. I'm the, okay. So why the advertising blitz now? That started the end of May, early June. Oh, we've beaten it. We've won. Now it's time to, you know, welcome back, America. You know, they've revived that horrible Cheers theme song or whatever. I don't know what bank is doing it or whatever, but, you know. It's nice to see you again. Welcome, America. Okay? Okay. So let's forget that it ever happened. Now. Right now. Let's get everything back to normal. Except that it's still... It's still out there. It's still killing people. And most places don't have herd immunity yet. Even Maine doesn't. And my state is pretty good at giving the vaccine. We're probably one of the best in the United States as far as vaccine compliance. But there's still people in our hospitals sick. And there are still people in our hospitals at, at dying from COVID. So I have to, I have to ask one more time. What, what happened? What just happened? The, the last 15 months... It's like being frozen. Everything was put on hold. Everything is suspension. Uh, I'd like to be able to brag and say, well, I learned a new language and I read 12 different, you know, philosophers more than I have ever read before and I used the time productive, blah, blah, blah. No, I did not use the time productively. I've been one, you know, in a malaise for months because just for months. And in, in one, especially for disabled people, it's more important uh, that during that pandemic at the time, as we understood it, you, we were obligated to quarantine. We had to. 
we had no choice. They, they, um, the vector, they're seven times more likely, and I'm, I mean across the spectrum, uh, disabled people are seven times more likely to contract the virus. And since most disabilities are caused by, you know, diseasing or malfunctioning organs or whatever it is, that means that these people would be at much higher risk of death as well. They'd be at higher risk of spreading it. I've, you know, even with the mask, if I have to do sighted guide in a store to go shopping, I'm risking exposure and I'm risking exposing the person helping me out. We can't maintain the six feet of distances as easily. So in effect, what that meant is if you were living in my, in my county, dealing with a disability, you cannot drive. It means that nobody else could really either. I mean, I, I mean, family members might offer to take them out once, you know, wear the masks, observe six feet. If it's, But for the most part, what it meant is anybody who is disabled in my county during the pandemic was locked down. So 15 months. What happened in those 15 months? What happened? Uh, really, I mean, stuff did continue to happen. There were still events occurring, but most of us locked ourselves down, it seems, and, and put life on hold for, for, for a year. Now, what does this mean? It means that we faced a global pandemic that killed a lot of people and is still killing people and is still dangerous. And we have a government that is feeding us misinformation, bogus information, outdated information, or outright lies. Both sides have done this. I, I disapprove of them both. They've both done this to us. And uh, so it means you, you can't... What do you, um, what do you think when you turn on the news and you're told, well, it's March now, okay? No, one mask. You need to wear two masks now, says the Democrats. Uh, the people that are anti-vaxxers have reasonable, justified reasons for being anti-vax. It makes sense to me. There's no, nobody gives a damn about Wakefield, Okay, I don't know anybody who's ever mentioned Wakefield. Nobody, nobody gives a damn. The, the reason why they don't trust is because the government has lied to us consistently and repeatedly the last 15 months, absolutely, about everything. There hasn't been a single thing that they've actually been truthful about. They're at best half-truths and at worst just straight-up outright lies. So what happened? I'm going to keep asking that because right now, human beings, we've all, we all had to face this disease in one way or another. It was global. It was a pandemic. So that means that, in theory, I could walk up to somebody I don't even know, some stranger, when I'm finally able to go visit and go into airports and do whatever, and I could immediately ask them what it was like for them during the pandemic. And we would have that in common at once. It's, it's the closest our generation has to being in a, in a big war. I don't just mean, you know, beating up some Taliban in the mountains of Afghanistan. I mean a real, a giant war, like World War II kind of giant war. Because the war on terror terrorized, but they told us not to sacrifice anything and don't stop living your way of life. Good, what's most people's way of life? Going to the shopping mall and spending money they don't have on stuff they don't need. That's the American way. Okay, but again, that, that's not, that's not, that's not enough. That's not really an answer. Where where there have been no events that I can recall in my lifetime, whereby every single human being in the country was told to observe a certain pattern of behavior because of a specific danger. You know, uh, not like that. You know, there are other public health campaigns, but uh, the severity wasn't the same. This thing—it was a virus. It was coming. People were dying. People were 
traumatized. I hope I can use that word and get away with it. Ah, crash. You'll have to. Uh, you'll have to confirm whether or not I'm using the term in a proper context because, you, you know, some of the stuff that people who claim to be traumatized by is stuff that doesn't hurt you really. I, I don't. I don't want to make light of anybody else's issues or mental illnesses or struggles or whatever. And I'm not. I'm not meaning to sound so mean, you know. But the fact is, there are a lot of things out there now that people want to be traumatic that that aren't unless they make it so themselves this was not this pandemic was not something blown out of proportion it 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 was a global major serious life-threatening pandemic and even though the survival rate is very very high very high for most diseases uh with modern medicine, most stuff won't kill you. But it, it, it would do a lot of damage. A lot of times the virus left people with neurological deficits and disabilities for an indefinite period of time. So what happened? Okay, well, fantastic. They've got the vaccines out. Uh, I wouldn't advise anyone not to get the vaccine, but I won't force people to do it either. People have good reasons to, know, to mistrust. They've given us a multitude of good reasons to question in the last 15 months. So what happened? At the beginning of the month of June, the first day, I began to see all these commercials about, you know, welcome back, America. It's good to see you. Welcome back. It's over. It's finally over. We're free now. Well, I have my vaccine. My pandemic over is over. No, you can, you can go back to your life as normal now. We're going to open everything back up again. It's over-optimism. Over-optimistic. It's over-optimistic because I remember other times when the government had false starts about mission accomplished. Remember? Our president... I think it was uh, uh, 43rd, was it W. Bush, 43rd president? <clears throat> when he barely survived a landing on an aircraft carrier so he could get out of the aircraft carrier and go mission accomplished in May of 2003. We won. And then we had 10 more years of war in that country. And I remember that. So I'm not, I'm not so quick. I mean, I understand in a way the pandemic's over for me because I'm safe. I've got the vaccine. It's not. There are new variants. Even if it is, even maybe it is over. Maybe everything's going to be all right in a few more weeks. Maybe it is. The fact is, most of us went through challenges that were terrible for any number of reasons. My God, any, you know, you pick the, the life stressor in someone's life, you amplify it when you're locking people in together. God only knows, you know. And I know, I know a lot of people weathered this and were probably, they're healthy, weathered it just fine but they still had some kind of trauma. Just to have your freedom restricted that much by something invisible that can kill you or kill someone you love. Uh, to have to adhere to, you know, and then to have the imbecilic p pundits who at first said masks don't work at all, then said they do work uh, and, and, and we're not letting you into the store ever again if you don't wear one. Oh no, one doesn't work anymore. Now you need to wear two. I mean, that was a, a t totally political statement that came out of nowhere. It had nothing. It was in no way based on science. Oh, two, two. So people are watching this going, wow. And then they're told, well, go get the vaccine. That's the right thing to do. Oh, but if you get the vaccine, you still have to observe social distance. You still have to wear your mask. So why the fuck get the vaccine? Of course they didn't get the vaccine. What the? Come on. Of course they didn't get it. I wouldn't have got it if I hadn't already determined that it, it was the, the civic thing to do. It was the right thing to do. But if I'd been on the fence in any way, a lot of intelligent people are on the fence. To be given that conflicting misinformation over and over and over again, 
Why would they get it? That's pointless. Why? Oh, well, you got to keep observing social distance. You got to keep. So it took them over a year to figure out if you're outside on a baseball field, you're probably not going to catch the virus from the person 20 feet away who's coughing. It took them a year to figure that out. Okay. All right. Okay. The D variant uh, in India. I haven't heard much about that lately. I haven't heard much about anything lately except for, welcome back, America. It's nice to see you. Really? Really? You mean to tell me this is over? Just just like that, snapping my fingers. It's over. It isn't. It's not over for poor people in other countries. It's not over for the unvaccinated who who may still be in, in grave danger. It's it's not over for the chance that there may be a new variant that, that will get past our, our vaccine. It's not... It is not... I understand the the impulse to break the cabin fever and to just to get out, to do something, to get out, anything, do anything. But I can't help feeling this little voice in the back of my head going, you know, whenever I've read about stuff in history or what I remember myself from the second Gulf War watching that, you know, when when people start en masse claiming that the, the crisis is over and the problem is solved are wrong. It's almost always the case. They're just dead. So what does that mean? Does it mean, and, and what's worse too is, is that people who have been damaged by the pandemic, people with mental illnesses, they've been made worse by the pandemic by locking someone in. We're not demonstrating any respect for those people, for what they've gone through. It's just throwing a switch and everything's back to normal like nothing bad ever happened. Is that really what we mean? To, are we really saying that? Really? Really? It seems immature and unwise to me. You know, just as a normal citizen with an opinion, it seems unwise. And it's difficult for me to evaluate what I'm being told, whether or not it's factual. Because, again, I don't want to harp on this because it's, it, it can get kind of boring. And we've, we've, we want to move on, it's true. We don't want to be stranded in, in, in the pandemic. And, you know, so your first instinct is, well, Bob, uh, that last year never happened. Let's carry on with our lives, you know. No, because we have to evaluate what happened. The next few months, they better figure out how and where and when they screwed things up because they really screwed things up. A lot of those people who died in America, we have over 600,000 casualties from the, from the virus. Some of those people are dead because of government stupidity and conflicted information and deliberate misinformation, not just by you know, Russian hacker bots, by a government, by the government too. So they say, no. well, welcome back, America. It's good to see you. Okay. Okay, right. That's fine. All right, that's fine. Except that there's, the cases have gone down. The hospitals aren't overrun anymore. Okay, this is good. Blah, blah, blah. But then to just throw a switch immediately? And the only thing anyone is ever going to say about this is, we're glad it's over. Welcome back, America. Thank God it's over. It's over now. It's great. It's, it's over. We're free now. We, we can go back to our lives. The world COVID stole from us and blah, blah, blah. I don't think so. In fact, I don't, I don't think the world's coming back to the way it was. Things definitely look different and sound different and feel different. It's going to take more than one or two people getting up on TV and saying, wow, you got the vaccine. The pandemic's over. It's going to take more than that to evaluate what happened, to, to process what happened, because stuff did happen, bad stuff. And it doesn't, it doesn't escape me that I could walk up to you anytime, a total stranger, I might. 
and we could both immediately share what we went through during the pandemic because we've all gone through it. It's like being in Britain during the Blitz. It's like it's like being in, uh, you know, the, the Crusades or something. It's history. Big things happen that tend to affect everybody and stuff that's that's globally historical. Pandemic, globally historical history of human beings and nations and states, globally. Okay, I I've, I'm I understand that history can go from the microcosm to the macrocosm. I understand that, but th- this was our history, and it doesn't matter whether we're rich or poor, our our skin color or our disability status doesn't doesn't matter. All humans went through this on mass together as as one, all of it, and it's changed us. I'm I'm not I'm not the guy I was 15 months ago. I'll try to. Uh, what's the word? Get him back. But it's not going to be. The complete and total change. And they're not honoring what people went through by hurrying and shoveling out these these propaganda ads to reassure everything's fine, it's great, it's fine, it's great, it's fine. I don't approve of it. What are you? Come on, stop. All right. So, my cigarette, and then I think I can shut this off. I think I'm at... 20-something minutes now, and I haven't said anything very useful. Just What I'm trying to say ultimately is this. We need to honor what people have gone through. It's not a triviality. People have gone through, I don't care which side of the spectrum you're on, or how you feel about the masks and the vaccine and the public health. Everyone has been through stuff. Everybody suffered. And we need to, we need to, we need to honor and authenticate that before we start talking about, you know, let's get back to normal. And again, the question is, the question is, and because you all have this, I don't have an answer, and you all may or may not have answers, but the question really is, what happened? Exactly, what happened? What have we just undergone? What does it mean that, that, that we, we've undergone this, this experience, this global experience together? You know, usually big events happen, tend to grind people up, only in America. I don't know nowhere else. Uh, it's only in America where people talk about making history, and they want to be a part of history, and they want to make history. Well, most countries, when history happens, it's because their country is being invaded and people are getting killed. You know, tanks are rolling into your fields. You know, history happens because there's uh, a, a change of power, or a coup, or a revolution, or a, a disease. You know, history isn't kind. And it does not care. So there's a reason why uh, Mircea Iliade wrote, wrote um, Cosmos and History of the Myth of the Eternal Return as a means of juxtaposing uh, the psychology of, of uh, primal peoples as opposed to our Western understanding of time. Um, his argument is that people from traditional societies want to be freed of history History isn't good. What is good is repeating the mythical events that created you. That's why every year we, have, we, we still have a, a desacralized version of this. When it's New Year's Eve, you want to start something new the next year because it's like a new you, it's a new year. But that is a, that is a, a desacralized, secular version of that feeling that people in primal societies 
they, they really want to reenact the creation. They want to be in touch once again with their roots, Ilo Tempori, or the Imago Mundi. They really, they want to draw strength. And they want to hide from what Iliade called the terror of history. Why, why did he call it the terror? Because when history happens, usually it's scary, and it's life-threatening, and it's everywhere. And that's what this was. This, this is the closest, our generation, you know, I'm Gen Xer, uh, and, and people younger than us, all the way down to the, I don't know, what are they, what sort of irresponsible name are they t- labeling these poor kids with now? Uh, alpha Gen, whatever. Millennial, Z, Gen Z, Gen Alpha. What, what the hell? What's up with that? And this is the closest that we can point to for a global event that, that changed us all. Every, nobody's the same anymore. People are, people are damaged. And it's true that going out and supporting your businesses is a good idea. After you've had the vaccine, it's a good idea. It's a necessity even. You need to get out. You need to reintegrate with the world and get your social skills. I know mine are terrible. I literally don't know how to talk to people now, almost. And it has made changes. It's changed us all. Um, and there are still a great many people uncertain if it's safe or not. They're, they're not going to stop wearing masks. Most of the people in my immediate area were against that from the whole beginning. They were against the mask mandate. For reasons I've specified. There's no, there was no triviality in that, in their being against it. It was because when you can't trust your, your government, you can't trust the CDC, you can't trust... Of course you're not going to obey them. Why would you? So, what happened? We're in a propaganda blitz now. It's all over now. It's all over and let's get back to normal. Well, I'm sorry, but people aren't going to do that. They're not just... They're going to try. Because we all have the natural wish to forget. The inclination to forget what we've been through and pick up our lives where they left off and uh, start over. And rejoin the world. But people have to process what's happened. It's, it's left me with a, a, a very intense feeling of malaise and confusion. I think it's left a lot of people feeling that way. And let me put this out. Let's see if I can do this without... Uh... And it's had, it's had an averse, was that the right word? It's had a negative effect on us all. It's changed us. It's, it's made us vulnerable in ways that, that we haven't been in our lifetime before. And somebody needs to evaluate what happened. There has to be a panel in the Congress. There's got to be something wherein people figure out what, what the hell happened. Why did it have to happen that way? It could have been done in a, a much more efficient, uh, effective, and, and calming way. It could have been done differently. It should have been done differently. Because um, there are a lot of people now who are dead, 
who should be alive. And they're dead because of all the misinformation. And I hold the government fully responsible for that. Because what they did was, was, was underhanded. And to, to, never, to never give a truthful response. There are people who ought to lose their jobs for incompetence for what they've done. And now we live in this, we live in this mess. And I mean, by the time this gets up, it could be a few weeks later. Right now, it's, I usually don't like to do this. It's the 20th of June right now. I'm recording on the 20th of June. And I'm asking this question. And I don't think it's going to be one that's going to be resolved anytime soon. So even when this, when this goes up and it's on the podcast, it could be a lag time of, of a week. It could be a lag time of a couple of weeks. It's hard to say. If I can put up more material... Hopefully there'll be less lag time eventually, you know, uh, I need to give Chris more material in any case. But it's a question that needs to be answered, and it needs to be answered ASAP. Because it's a fair question. What the hell just happened? It's a fair question. What happened? What happened? And of course, the only thing I can really add to that is for God's sakes, go get the vaccine. I mean, unless you're really, and it is a dangerous vaccine, and it's untested, and it's far less dangerous than the disease. You know, so, so I'm telling you, even though there's, there may be some risk, go get it. Go get the vaccine. Most people, it's not going to harm them at all, at all. Even if you have a strong reaction to the vaccine, as I did, I had a very strong reaction to it both, both times. It's far less dangerous than dealing with the virus, which most people will probably survive. And most of those who survive will be unscathed, but there are plenty who will survive the virus. Their body vanquishes the virus, but it damages the immune system, and they find themselves with long COVID symptoms. And it could be months. It could be, we don't even know how, it could be years for some of these people. Uh, It's said that the vaccine, if they get the vaccine after they've had the COVID, that the vaccine can reverse some of the long COVID symptoms. And, of course, I've heard anecdotal stories about ivermectin uh, and a serotonin reuptake inhibitor or uh, dexamethasone. When you're actively sick with the disease, if you're in the second week and your immune system starts to attack your body, the dexamethasone will stop that because oftentimes in those people, the virus is is gone. The virus has been vanquished. But what they, they call it organized pneumonia, where now the pneumonia is being caused by overactive white cells cytokine storm attacking your lungs as a result of, of fighting the disease. So, so, really, what happened? What happened? What have we just been through? What happened to us? And yes, it, it's perfectly reasonable. Let's move on. Let's forget this happened. But it didn't work in 19, 19 or 20 either. It didn't work then either, after the great flu pandemic. But it was swept immediately under the rug and hush-hush, and uh, people were discouraged from processing the, the damage that that experience did to them, the fear, the disconnect, locking people down. If you haven't seen your friends in, in over a year, and it's been hard on everyone. It's been hard on, on the disabled, the elderly. It's been hard on the kids, young kids, high school or younger. It's been hard on them, even though they're less likely to be at risk directly. They didn't have a lot of the events in their lives that they should have had because stuff was being canceled because of the, the pandemic. And now we find ourselves 
at this stage, taking stock, looking around, going, what the hell just happened? What does it mean? What just happened? And it has to be addressed. And I don't, I don't have an answer. I don't have a solution. I don't, I don't have any interpretation that can be considered wise that can help us cope with what this means. What does it mean that the divide in our country is so bitter that even during the, the, uh, a, pand a global pandemic, we couldn't put our differences aside and work together? We couldn't do that. We were, we were, we were too good, I suppose, too righteous to agree to disagree and let's, let's survive this and then you know, we'll resume our fight next year when this is uh, really in the rearview mirror and really in the past. We, we can't do this. The, the divisiveness in America, the cultural divide, the political, the politics, the, it's done more damage, in my opinion, than the actual virus did. The politics and the hatred and the, the dis disconnect where people don't look at each other anymore, even if they disagree, they no longer consider the other human. This is extremely dangerous. And it's, it's led to, it's led to death that didn't need to happen. And I, d I don't know, I don't know, where, you know, other countries, I, I, I know a little about the UK, but for a while, everybody was up in arms. Oh my God, India! Oh my God, it's a resurgence, and and people were right to be afraid. The D variant is is the most deadly and contagious of the variants now that we've seen yet, and it's going to continue to mutate. It's not going to stop mutating. Will will the the vaccines stop it? It's likely, but the next one maybe it won't. There'll be an E variant or an F or a G. There'll be a variant that that can overcome the antibiotics or the antibodies in our blood from the vaccine. We don't know. We don't know. And I guess all I'm saying is that people should have expressed more caution. Cautious optimism, yes, but more caution. So instead of just saying, oh great, now it's over, let's get back into our lives, why not say something to the effect of, it may be over, we've largely defeated it, there are still problems, we still have people who are sick, and we should get back to our lives as normal, but we should do it in a way that respects the people who find themselves walking out of this war, out of this scenario, who are left with a deep sense of, of confusion and malaise and misunderstanding. This has to be, we can't pretend that it's all going to go away uh, because they want to put out a commercial using Welcome Back you know, the theme song from Welcome Back, Cotter, to make us all feel so good. And No, it's over. No, it's not, it's not yet. It hasn't ended yet. And I won't consider it having ended until there's something up there where there's Q, maybe there's Q&A, maybe there's a special documentary. I won't consider this problem no longer a problem until I see the problem being evaluated in a manner that's healthy psychologically, that helps people increase their resilience and bounce back and after having had some reflection and processing of, of this, because we've got to call it what it is, it's trauma. I'd be interested in, Chris, how, how, how you would interpret this, because there's nothing in my philosophy or anything else that, that leads me to interpret this way. It, it, I'm just another layman in this, in this case, and Chris is not, he's a psychologist, so, you know, maybe he can add something to this, or he can instruct me on a way to be more accurate or more in line with theory. I don't know. I just know that I'm left with an intense sense of confusion. 
um, I, I find myself unable to just make it vanish. It isn't quite time yet for that. It isn't quite time for that yet. And yes, it probably is over. Yes, we're probably going to be all right. Okay, yes, all that's true. Yes, and now we, we can go out. We don't need masks. If we've had the vaccine, we can, you know, it's, there's not an inconsiderable number of people who are out there who didn't get it for one reason or another. They're still in grave danger. And none of us have reached herd immunity, if we even know what that means with regard to this virus, because we never deal with this virus before. And where did this virus come from? Because it isn't a conspiracy theory to suggest that the virus came from a Wuhan lab where they were studying this, I don't know what you call it now, predictive virology or emerging virology. I think the way the evidence is, is stacked, we definitely can err on the side of, of uh, human origin for this virus, that it was created in a, in a lab in Wuhan and that it got out. It escaped quarantine. And it's an artificial virus. We had MERS that didn't spread very effectively. We had SARS-CoV-1, which was eradicated completely, completely. And then suddenly this pops up out of nowhere. How did that happen? What does it mean? How did that happen? So I don't think I can say anything else beyond this. You know, the question, what happened? I don't have an answer. I'm clueless. I'm, I'm just another, another Joe Blow citizen. There's nothing that philosophy can afford me that would provide an answer. And so I'm like anybody else listening to my voice now, uh, wherever you are. And of course, if you're in another country, it's not over for you yet. Not even close. Especially if you're in a, a poorer country, in a southern uh, country, equatorial or slightly south of the equator, a country like that. It's not over yet. It's not over yet in India. It's not over yet in, in West Africa. It's... It's not over yet in other countries in Asia, Thailand, where it's beginning to leap out of control again. When I last heard about Thailand, it's not mission accomplished. Let's land our plane on the carrier and say the war is over because it didn't work then and it won't work now. And we need to be far more cautious. And, And I think above all, we need to look out for our neighbors. We need to take care of one another. And we need to, for a time more, we need to ignore our political quarreling and recognize that we've all been through this and now it's time to heal. It isn't time to just try to forget it yet. It's time to heal. And healing requires interpretation and interpretation requires discussion. I don't think they're going to do that. And so I'm left asking the same question I started with, with, with which I don't have an answer for. What happened? What happened? But in any event, I think I've... Uh, Foster mode. I've said enough. It's been 36 minutes. So thank you again for listening. I'm, I'm really blown away by the fact that you guys are out there listening at all. Um, it demonstrates to me that there's, there's, there's a place, uh, maybe a small niche, but there's a place for this, for podcasts like this. And hopefully I can get out more material and increase increase the amount of material going out and eventually increase hopefully there'll be more and more followers people interested in this will figure out ways to have Q&A maybe uh, at some point I'll set up a Patreon account not yet I still don't feel right but at some point I'll set up a Patreon account 
Uh, but in any case, that's all for this one. I don't, I don't know the answer. I wish I did. I don't. And I expect you're probably fine. I expect we're through the worst of it. I expect that there's good reason for cautious optimism. But we're not at a stage yet where we can say it's over, happy trails, let's, let's go back to our lives. It isn't quite that time yet. Not yet. But thanks again. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll see what happens from here. And I uh, hope everyone is all right and my thoughts are with you. Thank you very much for listening. We will meet again under the shadow of the lily. <laughs>